0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
2: It's good to us. God Give you all the glory. to right.
1: Amen, amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength. And our Redeemer, we give God praise once again for the privilege to see another day. It's a privilege, it's an honor to be able to see another day. Everyone who went to sleep last night did not wake up today. But God so graciously has allowed you and I to be able to see another day. We thank him, we praise him. He has renewed his mercies in our life. The Bible tells us that he renews his mercies every morning. We thank God for this, another beautiful day. We thank God for each of you. And we pray that wherever you are, under the sound of my voice, that you are blessed and that you are highly favored and that your walk with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. We thank God today for uh, up to this point. I have not heard any casualties or any deaths related to the storm that has uh, come upon much of the East Coast here in the United States. The snow and ice storm, we pray, that there will be a miraculous uh, saving of lives during this storm, that no one will have to lose their life as a result of this snow and ice storm. We know that God, who is able to bring the storm, is also able to protect us in the storm. We are beseeching our Creator, humbly asking that no lives will be lost during this storm. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. For those of you that have been following the broadcast, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, God's Mission for My Life Has Not Changed. I want to encourage somebody today under the sound of my voice that God's mission for your life has not changed. As a child of God, we go through trials, we go through tests, we go through difficulties, hardships, struggles, we make mistakes. But through all of that, child of God, God's mission for your life and my life has not changed. I want to encourage you, don't be too caught up. And what happened yesterday, that is done. Don't be too anxious about tomorrow. That hasn't come. But take the time out to seek God's will, for this is the day the Lord has made. You have now. Whatever has gone on that's in the past, there's nothing you can do about it. Whatever's coming in the future, God already knows that. But you and I have now. The Bible says that the day you hear my voice, Heart and not your heart. I encourage you, near and far, under the sound of my voice, to remain focused on God's mission for your life. We thank God for a husband, we thank God for wife, we thank God for mother, for father, for sister and brother. But understand that you and I will be judged in accordance to the mission that God had for our life. Daddy can't do your mission for you. You can't do daddy's mission. Husband can't do your mission for you. Wife can't do, uh, we can only do and carry out our mission. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will take your mission that God has set for you very seriously. If not, you will be standing on judgment looking very, very stupid and in danger of eternal hell fire. Look that capital A in our outline when you have turned back. Now, what do we do when we make mistakes or we get off and go in the wrong direction? Turn around. Even in, in, in driving on the highway, they got what's known as a U-turn. Sometimes you find out that you're going in the wrong direction, you're moving in the wrong direction. We've done it several times here, going on church trips, making the wrong turn and start moving down the wrong road, have to make a U-turn. God's got some words for us and some instructions for us when we have turned back. Luke 22:32, Mark 14, 27, capital B, the fish don't change the mission. Fish in Jonah, story of Jonah, was an instrument used by God to get the prophet to come out of his will and come into God's will. See, God, some of y'all, I've done the sign of my voice, God got to use poverty. Some of you all out there in the sound of my voice, got got to use you losing that job. Some of you all out there in the sound of my voice, got got to have you, you losing your health. And whatever the fish is, to get you to wake up and to start to uh, be focused and moving uh, in accordance with God's mission. The fish don't change the mission. In fact, the fish enhances the mission. The fish helps you to wake up. Some of you, all i done, sound my voice, you just you just decided in your mind you're not going to give to the work of Lord. God said, that's all right. You won't always have that job, and you'll get a chance to feel what you've been trying to do to the kingdom. God going to let you feel it. Then some of your eyes will come open. Jonah 1, 1 and 17, Jonah 1 and 6, capital C, his mission, his purpose. Keep in mind that in order to operate in the mission that God has for you, you must know the purpose that God has for you. Romans 8, 1 Samuel 15 and 18, capital D. His people, his church. This is a word for pastors, bishops, elders, overseers, those who operate in leadership positions in the house of God. Keep in mind that it's his church. It's not yours, it's not mine. We have a responsibility as workers in his church to tell God's people only what God has said. To do to God's people only what God has instructed. To do with the finances that God allows us to handle. Only what God has said. 1 Kings uh, 3 and 9, Matthew 16 and 18. It brings us on down to capital E in our outline, when God is pleased. When God is pleased. We're going to look at the book of Galatians, chapter 1, with a very special focus on verse 15. Galatians, chapter 1, verse 15. From the New International Version, our scripture reads as follows. But when God, Paul says, who set me Apart from birth, and called me by his grace, was pleased, verse 16, to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man, God says, get 17, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went immediately into Arabia, and later returned to Damascus. Capital E in our outline, when God is pleased. When God is pleased. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you today, Heavenly Father, for the privilege, the honor, to see this another beautiful day that you have made. We thank you, Father, for giving us life, health, strength. We thank you, Father, most of all for eternal life. For you told one group that the kingdom of God does not come with their careful observation, neither will men say here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. We thank you, Father, for placing the kingdom in us before we ever enter into it. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. We ask, Father, that you will open our minds and our hearts today as we study your word. Open our minds that we might receive what your spirit has to say to the church. We understand, Father, that there is only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God who is Father over all. We thank you today, Father, because there's only one church, the body of of Christ. and Each one of us, as your children, are members of it. As your word leaves this mouth this morning, goes into the four corners of the earth, let your people be blessed. Let your people be edified. Let your people be encouraged. Let your people be uplifted. Let your people be healed, delivered, set free, and whatever else you have deemed necessary for your good, pleasing, and perfect word to do in the lives of your people. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be very careful to continue giving your name, which is above all other names, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen. And amen. Galatians chapter 1. Apostle Paul deals with a number of very powerful and very important events. First of all, deals with the
2: gospel
1: that he and all true servants of God Preach. Paul says to the Galatians that he was shocked, just as in my generation, I am shocked at some of the stuff that I see out of God's people. Paul was shocked. He was, he was shocked. He was astonished. He was flabbergasted. He was befuddled. He was amazed. He, Paul said, I am astonished in verse 6, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Paul says, it beats all to me. Paul says, it just beats all to me. that You all can just turn so quickly as if Christ hasn't done anything for you. As if Christ, and I'd be amazed too, I'd be like, Lord, how is it they, they can't, they ain't got the same, they just don't have a zeal for your word. They can just fall in any kind of time, any kind of, way. well, Paul says he's astonished. Well, and it goes on down that, 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 that see, our topic, our topic is when God is pleased. See, some of you are waiting for God to please you first. God said it don't work like that. God said you got to please me first, then I'll please you. Paul said, "I'm astonished." Paul said, "This I, Paul said, I don't, you know, I, it, it just beats everything to me. Just beats everything to me. See, the, 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 the getting to the Word of God, studying the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, it shouldn't be something that you see as a chore. It shouldn't be. It ought to be something that you uh you delight, that you look forward to. You mean to tell me I'm gonna get to hear?" From my creator again? Because I guarantee you. Tell some of you all on the sound of my voice. That, you know, that don't feel like it's no big deal to hear from God. No big deal. to Study the word. No big deal. There's going to come a day. I guarantee you that you're going to see it as a big deal. You're going to wish you had another opportunity to hear God. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. It's like some of you all out there on the sound of my voice. You don't want to exercise. You don't want to eat right. You don't want to do nothing. I guarantee you there's going to come a day you're going to wish that you had ate right. There's going to come a day you wish you had to exercise. There's going to come a day you wish you took care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, after that heart attack, after that stroke, you know, after that, that diagnosed with diabetes. That, yeah, there's going to come a day you're going to be sitting back, man, I wish that would have. See, see, that's not how God wants to live. That's why the Bible says the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Why? Because when you hear God and you know that, that there are some things that, that, uh, you won't, that you don't want to happen, you start working on that now. You know some stuff you don't want to happen in your future. You start working on it now. You don't wait till it happens in your future and then start trying to correct it. That's, that's lunacy. That's lunacy. You know you want a good job. All right, well, then let me work hard in school. Let me try to make the best grades. I want, me, I want to get me a good job when I graduate, so let me try to make the best grades that I possibly can. Let me focus in. Why? Because that's what I I don't want to wait till it's time to get a good job and then be looking back saying, man, I wish I'd have done, I wish I'd have worked harder. You don't want to stand before God and be up there wishing, man, I wish I would have got saved. No, now is you got time now. The day you hear my voice. But see, then you start trying to try to try to wait to then. See now you don't wait it too late. Oh, after the heart
0: attack, now you are wishing you to you you'd have been exercised. You don't wait it too late. You don't wait it too late. The time to get stuff right is the time you realize that
1: stuff need to be right. That's the time to get stuff right when you realize stuff need to be right. Paul said, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm astonished. i just gets me." Charles said, "You turn into a different gospel." Now, Paul understood that there is only one gospel. Jesus Christ lived, bled, died, suffered, rose again from the dead, ascended on high. There's only one, one gospel. And Paul, that's why he come back in verse seven. He said, "Which is really no gospel at all." evidently some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, this is something that we have to be mindful of and be watchful of as as children of God even today, that the gospel is not perverted. say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us understand? Men and women may be perverted. Blacks and whites may be perverted. Young and old may be perverted, but the gospel must not be
0: perverted. All right.
1: Mm. All right. One of the saints is using that as an example the situation in Flint, Michigan, where the water supply has been contaminated. In fact, people are losing jobs, and investigations and all types of things are going on because of lead that was in the water supply. People were getting sick, and children were getting sick. I heard one report that one child, one mother reported that the child's teeth just crumbled, just just crumbled right out of their mouth, just, just crumbled up, just like, you know, uh, and fell out. And some of the children, you know, when that lead gets in their body, their development is being slowed. Well, water is very important. We need water. We can't go too long without water. Well, if the water that we are drinking is contaminated, in other words, that which we need is contaminated, and we've got to take it in, we've got to have so much of it, then that's going, to do, that's going to affect a number of people. Well, you say, Apostle, how does this relate? What is the saint trying to say? That, that if the gospel, which is something we need, is perverted or it's contaminated, it will affect large numbers of people. And that's what the devil wants to do. Years ago, the United States was worried about attacks from you know, certain radical groups or whatever. And one of the things they were worried about was attacks on water supply. Because that's one way you can get millions and millions of people real, real fast. I remember the reservoir where we got our drinking water from up in northern New Jersey where I grew up. We used to drive out there, go out there and be running all around. Well, somebody can come out there and dump a, take a big old barrel of uh, cyanide or poison, dump it in there and, and drive off and kill millions and millions or you know, hundreds of thousands, however many people. Why? Because you need water, and if water is not pure, It will mess you up. You need the gospel. So understand out there, pastor, bishop, elder, overseer, apostle, whatever, doctor, whoever, whatever, the gospel must be pure. The gospel must be void of contamination. Now, we might have some contamination. In fact, we do as children of God. Every one of us got some perversion, got some contamination, got some attitude. But that doesn't mean that the gospel
0: has to be perverted. Amen. One of the saints used another example about a well back in the
1: what year? Nineteen, early twentieth century. The number of people were dying in New York. Doctor went out and mapped out the deaths and where people were dying, and found out that basically all the people, it was a a small contained area where most of the people were doing all of the dying. And they found out it was one contaminated well that was that was killing the people. Well, so it is with perverted gospel. You need to understand that perverted gospel, perverted doctrine, it's, it's a killer. It's deadly. It's deadly. The same way I don't want any, any funky stuff added to my water or added to my food or added to something that, that I've got to take inside my body, I don't want any funky stuff added to
0: the gospel. Paul said now
1: But even if we or any angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. Paul said, look, if we or an angel come down from heaven, talking about he got a new gospel and it's got some funky stuff in it, or if we start preaching some funky stuff, then it's time to let him be eternally condemned. No funky stuff in the gospel. Well, with that being said, because we're talking about when God... Is pleased. God is pleased with pure, unadulterated gospel. God is pleased with pure, unadulterated words. See, one of the things you're not gonna hear a lot of preachers and and, and, and so-called whatever they call themselves saying is God seed. You're not gonna find a whole lot. I listen for that when I when somebody's ministering because that's all I want to hear is what God said. Well, the reason why you're not gonna hear. A lot of individuals say that because a lot of individuals don't want to put themselves out there like that. As long as it ain't God who said whatever, it could be a lie. It could be, it could be all kind of things. It could be what you think, what you feel, what you believe. But God has not sent us as ministers of the gospel to preach what we think, what we feel, what we believe. God, be, you know, God has sent us to preach his word, to teach his
0: word. See, when you jump out there and tell people
1: that God has said, now you have made yourself accountable. You mess around and tell the congregation that God has said somebody getting ready to die around here soon, and don't nobody die real soon, then then what we're dealing with is a what? False prophet. What we're dealing with is a joker's a a sham artist. But if somebody do die real soon, or... God don't told God didn't spoke, you don't tell somebody, God said you committed to come into a large sum of money. And you don't come into no large sum of money, then what I was doing or what that individual was doing was lying. They had a simple test in the Old Testament, how to tell whether a prophet was true or whether it was false. If what the prophet said came to pass. It was true. If what the prophet said did not come to pass, it was false.
0: No funky stuff
1: in the gospel.
0: No funky stuff, no.
1: Now, keep this in mind. Paul says, as we've already said, and I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Now, what Paul understood, and we're going to look here at verse 10, is Paul understood that when you when you do give people the straight gospel, the straight word of God, Paul said, now I want, to, I want to warn you now of what you're going to be, what to expect, so you don't mess around and get your feelings too hurt out here. Paul said, look, am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? See, when you give people the straight gospel, the straight word of God, when you give people sound doctrine, now people may not be trying to hear that kind of stuff. People may not, a whole lot of people may ain't trying to hear that. The word done already told us, that in the last days, men will not endure sound doctrine. So my thing is, a lot of you all out there, you're doing just what God said this generation will do. Now, God is going to have a, uh, 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 always got a remnant. God said, always got a remnant. And as I'm saying that, God got me facing a remnant right here in this church building. We got all this pretty blue carpet all over the floor. But then, over when you come in the door, you got the foyer, which is tiles. Well, sitting on top of the foyer, we got a piece, a little small piece of this blue carpet. That's a remnant. God is all, in every generation, God got a remnant. God said, Look, even if I got to destroy the earth with water, God said, I got a remnant. Even if I got to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, I got a remnant. So, even today, even with a lot of folks, that are not enduring sound doctrine. God is not saying that everybody won't endure sound doctrine, or everybody won't endure sound doctrine. God is saying that there's only a remnant. Oh, yeah, I know it's thousands of you all out there around the world that are listening. I can see the downloads. And God said, Robert, I ain't even letting you see them that's listening. God said, I'm just letting you see the downloads. God said, the number of those that's listening without download is exponentially more. I'm like, Lord, yeah, God said, I know I'm talking through you. And they want to hear, even though they may not endure it. The Bible doesn't say the folk wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't hear it. It says they wouldn't endure it. That means they ain't trying to, to, to actually do all of that. A lot of you all under the sound of my voice, some of you all that are just as out of shape as you can possibly be, you know that exercise is good, even though you ain't trying to do it. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice that won't give a, a single penny to the work of the ministry, you know, giving to the to the work of the, the work of God is good, but you ain't doing it. So when the Bible talk about men will not endure sound, that don't mean they won't hear it. Oh, you had thousands of people that come out to hear Jesus, thousands of people that come out to hear John the Baptist. But then when it, when things went a little went a little south, some of them same thousands was hollering crucifying. So you know. Understand that the generation that we live in is just like God said it would be. Men will not endure. Sounds like they ain't trying. They ain't trying to do that. Now they don't mind. And God even told one prophet, He said, "Look, your words to them are just like somebody that's singing a beautiful love song." That one prophet, you know, he was like, "Why do people ain't listening? Why do people?" God said, "Because to, to them, you just like somebody that's singing a, a beautiful love song." Am I now, Paul said, look, you need to understand, and he asked the Galatian saints, am I now trying to win the approval of men? See, here's the thing some of you all got to understand out there. I ain't trying to win your approval. I ain't, I ain't studying your approval. None of you out there. None of y'all in here. I'm just to that police now. I'm just to that place now. Am I trying to do? Do I even sound like the kind of man? I ain't trying to. Look, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to go up 20 points in the poll. I ain't trying. I ain't running for president. I ain't running for homecoming king. I ain't studying your approval. Y'all's neither. But what I do want. Come on, somebody. I want God's approval. Now, that I am trying to get with every. Fiber of my being. Paul said, "Am I trying to win the approval of men or of God? And my prayer for you, I there under the sound of my voice, that you ain't trying to win mine. Come on, somebody, and you all in here. I'm praying you ain't trying to. Ah, well, I'ma serve God so the Pastor'll like me. Ah, you better serve God so what? God'll like you." He already love you. One of the saints say, "He already love you," but you better hope that he that he's pleased with you. See, we'm talking about like. So, what we say our topic is capital uh, subtopic: When God is pleased, God ah say uh love ain't love ain't the issue. God love all of us. God love you and send you to hell. But what we want to do is, I want God to like me. In other words, I want God to be pleased. The Bible says that God did not look with favor on Cain or his offering, meaning God didn't like Cain and really didn't like his offering. But the Lord looked with favor on Abel, what? And his offering, meaning God liked it. God was pleased. No, 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 love, uh uh-uh, Lord, I want to go beyond your love for me. I want you to like me. I want you to be pleased with me. God loved Satan and not pleased with him. God loved him. I created him, Robert. I still created him. He does not go on buck wild. He done not go. He not going off the reservation. But I love him. It's like a father. Father don't stop loving a child because child go buck wild. But I, I don't like you. I can. I can. You can be my child. I love you, but I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like how you're behaving. I don't like how you're going and doing things. So, Paul, said, I ain't trying to win. Paul, said, I ain't trying to get men to like me. Paul said, I'm trying, I want God's approval. Say, am I trying to please men? You think I'm trying to I'm please, trying to please men? Mm-mm. If I was still trying to please men, Paul said, look, I done done that. I done done the men pleasing thing. I done done that whole, that whole. I done been all in that trying to win friends and do I, I done done all that kind of stuff. Paul said, if I was still, meaning that, that, that I, I used to I used to roll like that. One saint was running around here. Early today hollering, I ain't scared of you now. I used to be, but I ain't scared of you now.
0: <laughs> well, what, what? we understand?
1: There were some states that we were in that God has brought us what out of. Paul said, "I ain't, I ain't trying to please men. I ain't trying to, man. You because know? if I was still trying to please men, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ." See, I, I, you come to a place. Where you understand part of your maturity in Christ is the understanding that this thing is about pleasing God, not me. That's part of Christian maturity. This thing is about me pleasing my Creator, not my generation, not my congregation, not my my my. This thing is about me pleasing God. All right. So when God is pleased, you say, "Boss, what are you trying to get us to understand?" When God is pleased, you're going to see some supernatural goings on in your life. Going to be some supernatural blessings going to come your way. Going to be some supernatural revelation. Going to be some supernatural doors that just come open. You're going to be like, man, how in the world you know, am I doing this? How did I get that right? When you please God, it's going to be because what God will start doing, he'll start opening up the wonders of heaven and pouring you out a blessing that you won't even have room enough to receive. You're going to find God blessing you with so much of something that you have to start giving a lot of that away. Some of you all understand my voice. You know God don't bless you with a whole lot of money. Don't play with me. Don't play. Don't play. Even, do you remember the disciples when Jesus had the miraculous catch of fish? What did they have to do? God had blessed them with so many fish, they had to single, signal their partners in other boats to come and what? Help them. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? When you please God, He's going to bless you with something in the overflow. And you're going to have to give it away. Well, it's not always money. Some of you all understand, like, well, you've been blessed with so many clothes, you just don't even know, uh oh, God hitting home at a Christian center now. God hitting home at a Christian
2: center. It ain't
1: always money. Some of you all inside of my voice, you you you've been blessed with so many cars and vehicles. You don't even you don't even hardly know what to do. I better hold up because God being a Christian son. Now we, 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 we're a Christian. Some of you all inside of my voice, God bless you with so many houses. You can't even hardly get. You can't. Oh
2: God, I better let me hold up. With
1: God. <laughs> God gonna bless you with something. Some of us have been blessed with so much wisdom from God. That can't even just keep quiet, won't even just shut up. Oh, be like, Why don't you shut up? I can't. God I'm me with so much wisdom. I gotta tell people, I gotta talk to people. Around. Some of us, God <laughs> wanna say, let him talk, let him talk. God I'm blessed with so much knowledge. Some of us, God I'm blessed with so much revelation. Some of us, God I'm blessed with so much compassion that we gotta give we gotta give that stuff. Give give that stuff, man. We gotta pass it out. All right, get some of this.
0: Get some of this.
2: Now another position is opened up, and I'm like, "What am I thinking like that?" Because it's the normally, that's happening on their website, and I'm
0: thinking, "Okay, what's wrong here?" Like, so, you know, so
2: I'm and I've been, mean, you know, thinking about it and I've been thinking.
1: All right, praise God! One of the saints is talking about a, a job opportunity that has come available. They didn't even remember uh, uh, applying for it, you know. And, and but 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 God has opened that door. They you know they normally they have the information on the website and different things. I don't know that. Just the information came directly to them. See, that's why I try to tell you all, saints. Look, what God has for you, it is in fact for you. Now, sometimes we have to be patient, and we have to wait, I say what, on the Lord. Look at, look at our subtopic. When God is pleased, God be saying, look, I, you know, sometimes God is pleased with us, but God be saying, still, hold on a little bit, I got something special. Now, don't you be crazy now that you done pleased God, and God is saying, hold up, I got something special, and go do something crazy, and then God be saying, what, what? Where did that come from? Now I'm going to have to take that back. All right, let me, let me give it to you, you in human terms. Let me give you in human turn. Now, when I was when I was young, little little bitty boy, I was always into something. Always into something. One of the same some of the saints is Yeah, like always into something. But I was a real likable little fella, you know, real real sharp. I pick up things real real quick, you know. So me and some of uh, my friends at the, when I was we were young, I guess about ten eleven years old, our parents were you know professional people they were working at different things they you know they would be gone so what they would do is they would take us and send us to summer camps and we'd be all up in the mountains of uh new york and the mountains of new jersey over the summer man we'd be swimming and shooting and arrows and riding horses man little little city kids we'd be all out and i mean we'd be enjoying and we would have you know we would be like in the same group, you know, all of us, we'd take the bus every day and ride up into the mountains. We Sometimes we go to camps, spend two weeks, stay in, a, stay in log cabins all out in the wilderness. Oh, man, we had a great time. Thank, I thank God for my parents and some of the experiences they allowed me to experience like that. But uh, we were at one camp. We were young, and we were good swimmers. We've been good swimmers. I mean, because we were breaking swimming pools, so we could we diving all off the diving board till the police come. Then we would run and different type things. So we could swim, but at this particular summer camp that we was at, you had to go through uh, particular steps and stages before you could be considered a fish and go out. They had like this raft or this wooden thing out in the middle of the lake with a diving board. If you didn't, you want not what was considered a fish. You couldn't go out there. You had to stay in the baby pool. Well, we hadn't gone through all of the the steps and stages to be considered a fish. Well, we could swim. We know we could swim. We was not no big deal. We wanted to be out there diving off the diving board and, and turning flips off the diving board and out there to raft. We knew we could do it. Well, we had a camp counselor. His name was Tony. He was a young, young African-American male, real cool. You know, he liked me and my crew, you know, because we was like, cool and he was cool and he was like man you catch man you know I was like yeah you know we was in everybody. so Tony had said man look man I know you guys man I know y'all can swim man he said look I'm gonna let y'all go out there to the raft we were like man Tony you big time baby you big, you know we can swim man why we got to be a fish how come we got to be he said look y'all just cool down cool down you know I'm like the little ringleader of this little thing he knew we could swim so he said look Tony said look man Rob, what I'm gonna do with you, Greg, Courtney? So, man, look, let me go take care of one or two things, and when I get back, I'm gonna take y'all, and let y'all go on out to the raft, man. Y'all jump off the dive boat. We like, yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. We giving it, man. We giving each other pounds. That's what I'm talking about. Right here in the baby pool, man. We all in the baby pool. We can swim, man. We can swim. Tony was taking long. He was taking long. I never forget this right here. I was I was leader in this thing. I was a and that's why I tell y'all out there on the side, wait, wait, I say on the Lord now because I don't have my experiences. I was like, man, of Greg, Tony, taking too long, man. Like, I know, man, I know that's like, look, man. It's going go on out there and get us a dip. It's going go on and hit it off that diving
2: board one time. I said, I said man, come on, we're going to hit it, man. I'm turning to flip off that diving board.
1: And we went out there, swam out there to the raft. Got on the diving board. We out there jumping, turning, flips, and Tony came back and saw us out there jumping and diving off the diving board. Now, now, hear hear what God is trying to say here now. You mess around and ruin your own blessing, jumping on stuff. What? Too early.
2: He was like, Rob, Greg, y'all get back over here. Get over here. We come over there,
1: and I never forget. He took his middle finger. Cause he knew I was a ring leader. That foolishness. We were all wet and had been turning flips and different things. He said, "Didn't I tell y'all to wait for me?" And, and you know we couldn't hear And he took his middle finger like that right there with his thumb on it and thumped me in the top of the head. Don't. I crouched my head. He said, yeah, now y'all come on over here. Y'all ain't going. Y'all ain't gonna get to go out there." And you know everybody was upset. My, eye had a thump, big thump in the top of my head. I was, well, and that was it. We messed around and missed out on our blessing, by doing what we could have done, but we didn't do it at the proper time. See, God ain't saying for some of you young ladies out there, don't be having no children, but wait till you marry. God ain't saying to you young people out there that you can't have no sex, but wait till you marry. God ain't saying out there, young people, you can't have no money, but wait till you get a job. Don't be out there with no gun running in the convenience store in the Seven Eleven talking about give me all your cash wait i say god, god god makes everything beautiful in his own time let's get very close so when god is pleased now now we could turn this message around when he's not pleased tony was pleased he was like man but now y'all didn't wait so now he's not pleased now i got a thump in the top of my head i got thumped. Tony thumped me hard. i was like man why you me in my mind? I was I ain't say no whole lot. I say, why you dump me in the head? He was like, Rob, I know who was who engineered this foolishness, and he was right. So we want to keep this thing. We want to. It, 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 it would have been better for Tony to stay pleased. There ain't no telling what we could have done that summer. We didn't. I don't remember going back out to the raft at all. That whole summer. If we'd have kept Tony pleased. If we'd have just waited. If we'd just keep, God say if you just keep me pleased. God said I'll keep you pleased. Don't, don't I, I God be like, don't jump out there, don't jump out there too fast. Don't try to put you nothing together,
2: just wait. God said I got I got it,
1: I got everything. I make everything beautiful in its own time. God said I've even set the times for you. And the exact places Acts I think it's chapter sixteen or seventeen, and the exact places where you should live. Paul said now look verse 13 we got to get this in for you have heard Paul told Galatians you heard of my previous way of life in Judaism Paul said look y'all know how it was now come on let's, let's, be, let's be real now see that, that God wants us to go and be real too there ain't no need of getting in Christianity and want to hide who you was and what you was before you was saved no we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our what testimony people need to know that I never knew my grandfather was so off the hook before he got saved, until I stumbled up one of his friends who knew him before he got saved. Because to me, all I ever saw out of Grandpa was upstanding, man of God, serious man of God, filled with wisdom. And one of his friends that knew him back in the 20s and 30s, man, Ed Baker was a trip. What? Drinking, fighting. I said, what? Who? Oh, man, he went to prison, killed
0: a man. I said, hold up, wait. How come I didn't know
1: all this? Well, he didn't want to prevent. People need to know. Paul said, look, you have heard of my previous way of life. So ain't no need. Look, don't get saved and get upset when, when, when your children hear about how you was before you were saved. See? Yeah, some mamas was prostitutes before they were saved. Yes, baby. Mama, you know, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. I ain't talking about Papa being a Rolling Stone right now. Was you a prostitute? Yes, baby. But God has saved me. Go on, let it tell the truth. You have heard. Boss. Look, y'all done heard. Ain't no need me trying to, trying to act like, you know, I didn't do that stuff. That won't mean that was somebody that looked like me. No, it was you, Peter. <laughs> you have heard of my previous way of life in Judas. Judas, how intensely I persecuted Church God. Now, see, here's what some of you all out there on the side of my voice—you testifying against yourself. You have, you intensely did whatever it was you did. You intensely sold drugs. You intensely cussed folk out. You intensely sold Coochie on the block. You intensely, you, what, you, God is looking at, now you in salvation and you want to be so, one of the things is hollering politically correct or so, other? uh-uh. If you was intense, the only way, that's the only way I'm going to know you real in this thing, is that you was intense, and that's how you can know that somebody's real in this thing. Because how they was for the devil, they need to be... That and then some for God. How in the world I'm going to come over here? Some of you all right here, you know how I was when it was came down to my basketball or came down to my coaching. And now I'm going to come over here in, 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 in ministry and not show that same kind of intensity. God ain't going for it, and you shouldn't either. God ain't going for it. Paul says I intensely persecuted the church. I, it, it's only right that now that God has saved me that I intensely build a church. I intensely tried to tie it up. It's only right. You ever seen somebody now, when they doing something that they like, they all in it. Then when you tell them to do something they don't like, now they dragging. Yeah, I like to beat them kind of little hind parts right there, especially out of church. Now when it was time, when it was when you was playing out in the street, oh, you was wide open, you was keeping all the noise, you were running just as hard. Then when somebody called you and said, all right, come on in, and do your homework. Now you're walking in Walking like a, a, a one of the zombies out of Night of the Living Dead in slow motion. No, what we got to learn how to do in our walk with God is the same intensity, the same zeal, the same passion that we have for whatever that is that we like or love. Bring that on over here in the gospel. That's when you can know that that God has really set a fire under that boy or under that girl. Cause you will just watch people. Cause what the, what they what they really really love, they talking about it, they all into it. They, and then when you seeing with the things of God, they on oh, dragging, on, oh, you know, that means you really ain't got it. Because when you really get it, when you really get it, then that same intensity that you have for that stuff that you loved in the world or that stuff that you love when you were going to say, now you're going to have that for Christ. Same way you love movies. Now you're going to be loving the Word. Same way you love sports. Now you're going to be loving the words. Same way you love video games. Now you're going to, uh-huh, now, now. Folks can sit back and say, all right let that boy go now, let that girl go, let them go, they got it now, we got what out here right in the back of the Christian Center, we, we burn our trash, we burn our trash, sometimes we'll be out there, sometimes the, the matches won't light, or the wind be blowing out the, the torch, or the lighter won't light, because it's too, the stuff is wet, all kind of things, and we just, you know, we just, but once we get that thing lit, and that fire gets to go on to a certain degree, we know that it's lit. We can come on, we can come on back, we can come on out. We can leave it alone now. Well, so it is when 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 Christ has really been revealed in you. When God has when you really have been set on fire for God. Oh, you just kinda somebody you just kinda smoldering. you know the wind done blew your fire out. I don't know, maybe. But when you really, you really get that thing? It'll be obvious. It'll be obvious. Paul said, "You know about my zeal. You know how how hard I was working and stuff, and doing and doing the stuff that I thought was right." But look at verse fifteen, and we got to close. But when God, see, some of you all on time, my voice. I'm still waiting for the but when God. Some of you children out there, prodigal sons and daughters. But when God, some of you prodigal mamas and prodigal daddies out there. But when God. You got you to wait for the but when God with, with, with folks. But when God get a hold of that boy. But when God get a hold of that girl. But when God get a hold of that man. See, now, now you can't turn them off. You can't turn them off. They won't even need you no more to be giving praise to God. See, some folks, I got to wait till the praise leader, wait till the pastor get started. But when God, I ain't waiting for you. I waiting for you. Who is you? It's plain with me and God. They'll be, down, they'll be down there praising God right by themselves. God is
2: good all the time. God. <laughs> but when God, but when God,
1: who set me apart from birth. Now, here's what you got to keep in mind and understand. If you a child of God out there under the sound of my voice, some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, I know there's two categories of y'all out there. There's those of you that ain't saved, and there's those of you that are. Now, under the under the category of those of you that ain't saved, there's two categories. There's those of you out there under the sound of my voice that ain't saved and will never be saved. Now, what can I say? Well, yeah, I mean, somebody got to go to hell. I don't know. But then there's the, there's those of you out there under the sound of my voice that are not saved, but you
2: will be
1: saved. You will be saved. Just like some of you all out there, two categories of them that saved out there, Robert. Uh-oh. Some of you all out there that are saved now, but you're going to turn back just like Judas. And then there's some of you all out there under the sign of my voice that saved, and you're going to remain saved. You're going to finish the course. You're going to finish your race. You're going to be faithful unto death. Well, for those of you all out there under the sound of my voice that are not saved but will be saved, what, and God knows this, what's going to happen is when God is pleased, He's going to reveal Christ in you. In other words, you don't know him now. You don't know him. You sitting there. What is this stuff Apostle Brian talking about? Sounds like craziness to me. Years when you, but when God reveals Christ in you, then it's all going to make sense what, what folk been saying to you. See, I was like that. Before I was saved, man, Christians sounded crazy to me. What Christians were talking about? Talking about that Jesus died on a cross. It that sounded like nonsense to me. But now it makes perfectly good sense to me. Why? Because God, when he was pleased, in other words, in the fullness of time, or at the proper time, God revealed Christ in me. See, you have to the sound of my voice, and God ain't revealed Christ in you, then you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't even know why I'm talking. You don't even know. You know. Why does he keep right on? Why, is he, why? why are you saying that? Because God has not revealed Christ in you yet. When God reveals, when God is pleased, in other words, when God has decided and determined and decreed that it's time to reveal Christ in you, oh man, life takes on a whole, everything becomes different. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Your affections be totally different. In other words, you might have loved sports, or you might have loved watching TV, or you might have loved all that now. All that is getting poured out on God now. You might have loved trying to tear up the church. Paul did. Now you love building up the church. When, but when God is pleased. Look at what the Bible says. But when God, who sent me apart from birth. Well, why? Even though Paul said I was doing all this crazy stuff, God knew at the point in time, he was going to uh, 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 reveal Christ in me and let me know that I was crazy. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me. See, God got to reveal Jesus in you. If he don't see, if God ain't revealed Jesus in you, your prayer need to be, Father, please, reveal Jesus in me. Let me know, let, reveal Jesus in me. Reveal Jesus in me. Reveal, 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 reveal Jesus. And God might be like, Oh, okay, since you really you want it done. Because see, if God don't reveal Jesus in you, you're going to hell. If God don't reveal Jesus in you, you're going to hell. If you don't develop a love for God, you're going to hell.
0: If you don't develop a love for the things of God, you're going to hell. When God was pleased, who set me
1: apart from birth, who called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Now I can get to work on my mission. Now I understand my purpose. See, if God ain't revealed Christ in you, you don't even know why you're here. You don't even know why you're here. you just eating, drinking, and taking up space. You ain't doing a whole lot of nothing positive. Until God reveal, God will, because when God reveal Christ in you, He'll reveal that will reveal your purpose. And when your purpose is revealed, now God can get you on your mission. You need purpose in your life. You need your God ordained purpose, and you need your God ordained mission. You need to know why God has put you here, and you need to know what God has put you here to do. And when you get them two things there, oh, my God, how sweet this thing called life is. Money don't even money don't even compare. You can be good and ain't got a dollar in your pocket. Listen, children, of God, I ain't got a dollar in my pocket right now. I, listen, I'm talking about apostle. Yes. Traveling all over the world, preaching the gospel, ain't got one dollar. And I ain't saying this because I'm in need, like the apostle Paul told one church. He said, I ain't saying this because I'm in need. Ain't got a dollar in my pocket, don't need a thing don't need a thing but Jesus. When you get to that place where God has revealed your purpose and your mission, there's no sweeter place in creation than a revelation from God as to why I am here and what you want me to do. Look at what Paul said. God first revealed Christ in him. That was for purpose. And then he said to, and then he said what? He revealed his son in me. Why? so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Now there's mission. God said,
0: purpose, mission. God said, let me, uh uh-oh, come on. Okay, okay.
2: And you
1: know what he does man. he be in the steel that All right. Amen, amen. One of the saints is using in the movie, Man of Steel. He had little Clark Kent or a little Superman before he knew. He had all his powers and stuff when he was a little a kid, but he didn't know. It wasn't until he became a man or, you know, and then went on the ship in the movie and, and was able to hear his father, and his father was able to explain and, and reveal to him why he had all them powers and, and now what he's supposed to do with them. See, it's one thing to have something. It's another thing to know what to do with it. Some of you all out there, you got money, but you don't even know what to do with it. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you got gifts. And you don't know you don't know what to do with them. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you got a husband, you got a wife, you don't even know what to do with them. Don't even know what to do with them. It's one thing to have something, it's another thing to know what to do. So, Father, now and some of us, all our prayer is is for Father to give us more give me more money, give me more houses, give me more cars, give me more, give me, give me, give me, and God's saying, you don't need, a lot of times, you don't need more, you need to know more of what to do with what you already got.
0: Paul said, not only do I know my purpose, Paul said, I know my mission.
1: I know my mission. Some of you all out there on the of my voice, I ask you, what's God's mission? What's God's mission for your life? Oh, Mm. And then my question becomes, you're talking about, uh, mm. then what you been doing? What in the world is you doing? Look, man, look here, man. I, I, let, me, let me just ask you something. I just want to ask you, what is your mission? What is your god ordained name mission? Uh, see, uh, Apostle, uh, mm, uh, what in my, then my next question is, then what have you
0: been doing all these 40 years, 50 years, 30 years? What you doing? Purpose lead to mission. I said my purpose
1: here is that Christ might be revealed. Your purpose out there is that for Christ to be revealed in you. In other words, for God to give you a supernatural understanding and comprehension of who Jesus is. Not just a head knowledge. Not just a, uh, a supernatural understanding in the very essence of your being that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my protector. He's my provider. I can't do nothing. Well, wait, hold up. Hold, 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 Jesus. Let me talk to Jesus right now, just me and Jesus. Lord, you saying I can't do nothing without you. The Lord said, Robert, that's exactly right. Every good and perfect gift that you have, Lord, I thank you for the houses. I thank you for the cars. I thank you for little money, Lord. I thank you for. God said, Lord, Lord said, Robert, you wouldn't have none of that without me. What? Lord, I'm breathing right now. God said you wouldn't. Your Lord said you wouldn't even be able to do that without me. I'm like, what? Lord, you saying to me I, that we couldn't do nothing without God. The Lord said, Robert, tell my people that y'all couldn't even sin without me. Goodness gracious.
0: Come on, we got to close this message here. Is that a little job out there
1: you all selfish with and all stingy with? Wouldn't have it without the Lord that little title out there that got your head swole all up and you feel like you're somebody, wouldn't have it without the Lord. Little bank account, little stocks
0: and bonds, you got tucked away, little bank tucked away, you wouldn't have it without the Lord. Paul said, look, when I got my mission,
1: which was to reveal
0: his son,
1: that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Paul said I didn't consult any man. See, when you got folk that that know they God ordained mission, they ain't got to be on your little committees. <laughs> they ain't got to be on your little, they ain't got, that little stuff you be trying to box them in with. They ain't going for it. When you got folk that know their God ordained mission, because see all that little stuff you be trying to box them in with, and him a man with stuff. See, they, 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 when they got their God ordained mission, all that stuff be too small. One of the saints, Colin, don't put, don't put baby in a corner. Well, you know, that stuff, that stuff, they'll bust out of that stuff. When you got folk that got their God-ordained mission to you, some of you all out there, control freaks, they're going to seem like some of the most difficult, they're going to seem like some of the most problematic characters you ever run into because they already know what God says. So that stuff you be talking about, and that, 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 a lot of that going to seem like nonsense to them. Because they already know. Paul said I didn't consult any man. Paul said I ain't checked with nobody. Paul said I ain't go have a meeting with Peter. I didn't go and bring the other apostles together and ask for their permission. Paul Peter Paul said, look, I didn't go to Pastor and find out if Pastor if it would be good for me to go to to uh uh. When you got folk that got their God ordained mission, these be folk that be on the go. They be they be gone. You be asking questions, wonder why, wonder where God ordained mission, baby. God-ordained mission. Paul says, I didn't consult any man.
0: Now, who am I going to check with when God done told me what to do? Who exactly I need to check with? You? I didn't check with any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who
1: were apostles before I was. Now, when folk got their God-ordained mission, you know, a lot of times they they be so focused in on what God told them, They ain't even looking at that stuff. People be like asking me, I'd be in another country. They're like, Apostle, do you know uh, such and such a pastor? I'd be like, no. They'd be like, what about uh, such and such? Uh, He's a great, great man of God. I said, no, no. They'd be like, Apostle, how come you don't know? I said, look, man, I'd be too busy with what God told me to do. I don't know a whole lot of these characters around here. I don't know a whole lot of you. I don't know a whole lot of you. You know? Not that you ain't doing a great work for God. I pray that you are and I pray the Lord keep you going, but I I know I, I got a great work for God to do. And I can't get the great work for God done that He has set me to do if I'm standing around marveling at what He done told you to do. No, nah, I don't know, I don't know a whole lot of folk. I don't know. I don't know. I just pray the Lord continue to bless you, whoever you are, whatever you got going. Paul says, but what I did is I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to Damascus. When you get your God ordained mission, it's time to get to stepping. You know where God has told you to go, and what God has told you to do It's time to do it. Time to do it. No whole lot of uh, hemming and hawing, and spending and looking around, and uh uh-uh. uh. Get to work. Get to work. Because for every every second you spend after you have gotten your God ordained mission that you spend not doing it is a second or a minute in rebellion. Every minute that you once you've got your God ordained, God done told you where He wants you to go. God don't told you what He wants you to do. Every minute, every second, every hour, every day you spend not doing that is a minute, second, hour that you are in rebellion. Get to work, get stepping, <coughs> and in doing that. That keeps God pleased with us. We're talking about what we say we're talking about. When God is pleased. See, when God is pleased, he'll reveal Christ in you. But then when God is pleased, you know, He'll let you know what He wants you to do. And then when God is pleased, he, you know, and when you start doing what God wants you to do, that'll keep God pleased. Oh, thank God. Beautiful message today. We thank God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate you. And we worship you. We pray Father for your continued safety. Uh, for, for everyone under the sound of my voice, those who are going out, traveling in these uh, weather conditions. We pray you watch over them. Uh, and let the angel of the Lord uh, keep them, keep them safe and protected. Uh, again, Father, we ask for uh, casualties and fatalities to be held down, held down, Father. We know that you who have created storms, you can also protect us uh, in the storm. Just as you protected your disciples and gave them peace in the midst of a storm, we are asking for that, Father, for your people under the sound of my voice. Again, we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate everything that you have shared with us today. We pray that your word will continue to be a source of uplift, netification, uh, even rebuke and reproof in the lives of your people uh, in the four corners of the earth. These and all other blessings we Ask in the name of Jesus Christ,
0: uh, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Question one, what do you got? He already loves us in order for God to like us. God already loves
1: us So, in order for God to like us or for, in order for God to be pleased with us. You
2: can say it like that. Number two,
1: when God is pleased with us, Name some things he will do. When God is pleased with us, what are some things he will do?
0: And number three, question. What does God not want in the gospel? Good, good question.
1: What does God not want or, you know... He doesn't want it because he allows it sometimes, folks So do it, but God doesn't want it. Amen.
2: Amen. You can reach us through email at thechristensonarcharcharch at gmail.com. Check out our website at wwwchurchcom Backslash member backslash TCCC. T- c- c- Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Freecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 6 pm daily. Our TalkShoe call 724 and try at 17959 As precast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Cern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you in heaven's you In Jesus' name, amen.